podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I don't think it's inconceivable that he goes mental on Sunday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000. For some people, not for me. My name's Serge. Oh, my name is James. Have you given up? I haven't given up, James, but I am definitely um, out of the loop, I would say. Uh, you know how there are definitely period. Well, your job is fantasy sports, so where life can, it, it's harder for you to escape fantasy football whatever format it is i find it quite easy it's easy for me to escape but yeah it's been one of those where uh i've had a lot of stuff going on that it just hasn't been top priority so and when i get into situations like that decision paralysis can kick in where if i haven't thought about my transfers and fleshed out where i want to go i'd rather do nothing than do something and make it a panic move yeah i get that Uh, and so that's what's kind of happened in the last few days where um or this weekend, let's say, I scored 44 points, which isn't good, but also isn't hideous. And it's made me drop down to 7,300 overall from about 5K, but no transfers used. Okay. Having said that, uh, this weekend gone, I had four points of Allison, so a save tier, which is okay. Problem incoming. Yep. Uh, no points from Levi Colwell. I could have, should have maybe dealt with Levi Colwell, but I didn't. Decision paralysis. Uh, Saliba, seven points. Cash and Simicast, one and two, respectively. Salah got me uh, the assist. Bowen, nothing. Again, a problem I could have dealt with, maybe, but I think didn't Bowen's going to be back. Didn't have the info. Uh, I'd say, here's the thing. Moyes' exact words were... Uh, we were trying but couldn't get him ready for the weekend. Yes, it should be all right this week. Exactly. Is what I so take into th- that's that, what so. I read. Is they were trying to get him ready, so there must have been something in their minds that thought and, they could get him. And ready. that would have been my take anyway. If yeah. it was, if it was, if it was going to be back for next week, it's like fine, keep. Yeah, uh, I got four pointer off uh, Diaby uh, as captain against Spurs because he started. That was it. And Holland captain Martinelli and Alvarez nothing. So I could have moved on Colwell. I could have moved on Allison on Monday for a goalkeeper. Thank God I didn't do that, um, which wouldn't have worked out worth it for me for the captaincy. And I'm in a bit of limbo land, James. Um, the only saving grace is that I have held back my transfers. And I'm not sure where I potentially could have gone that might have worked out better because we discussed Alisson to maybe Saar. That wouldn't have worked out for me with the captaincy, really. And so am I that bothered? Uh, now I don't have other options of places I can go for a goalkeeper. Yep. And uh, Colwell, I might even have considered Dunk, you know, if I'd have felt that Colwell wasn't going to get any minutes. And I've probably dodged a bullet with that because Dunk was one that I was looking at yep. as longer term hold. Uh, genuinely, it would have been Colwell to Dunk or something like that is where I would have gone. So in doing nothing, I've probably saved myself pain, even though I haven't got myself any gains. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm in this kind of limbo land here, James. I'm, Alison's got to be dealt with. Saliba, Cash, Simicash, no problems, but Colwell will probably need to deal with. You Salabo say cash, cash might be a problem as well, mate. Why? Well, he's on four yellows, and I think um, based it's on... It's not a f- this week problem. Ba- no, it might be this week. I think ba- Bubakar Kamara is suspended for Saturday at Bournemouth, 
Um, and Leon Bailey's performance as well means that they might go with the kind of the back four that played at Tottenham and pick something different in the midfield area. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying you should sell, not at all, but I wouldn't say it's not a problem either. It's something that needs monitoring. No 12.30 this week, which is nice. No for Sunday 12.30. So we're at, at, for the three o'clock, there's three oh, games. Oh yeah, we get we'll the three see, o'clock kickoffs. We'll see yeah. a lot of the teams. And also on the Sunday, there's four matches that we'll see the teams for at two o'clock. So you get what, seven, so of, seven, seven of the weekend games, yeah. And plus eight, if you, well, the next week you've got the midweek games as well. So yeah. Okay, so you've got 17 of the next 20, you see the lineups. Yeah, you're right. That's a fair, fair yeah, thing to is, consider, yeah. right? It's a really useful period to be in. So in terms of making transfers, having them when you know who's playing is obviously a massive advantage. So I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive in the next couple of weeks and tidy up the team a little bit and move it to... Dare I say it, James, log out. <laughs> I want to, whatever moves I make in the no next chance. couple of weeks, I want to try and get as close to being in a position where I said, if I had to log out, if I was going to live on a desert island, I'd be okay with it. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. What about you? Still climbing um, the ranks or not so Small uh, down this week to 421st, which I would have expected because I did. I felt like throwing a party on Monday night. I did skip the game and because of the Lewis Dunk situation I'll be honest the, the one I probably would have gone with Max Kilman actually yeah. in my circumstance so for me and I noticed some have gone on and had some good returns like to be honest the majority of players actually returned something in the game attacking players um, yeah but even like the two Fulham centre-backs got passing yeah, Castagne yeah. Harrison Reid the goalkeepers both got saved here so there was quite a bit going around actually within the game just not any massive scores um, so I'm pleased that I I skipped it. Um, I decided to deal with the Lewis Dunk problem and decided to go in for Pedro Porro on Sunday. Um, A lot of people were on that move. Popular. Yeah, I mean, you can see that in the ownership. It's gone up to 21.5% in the top 1,000, so I was certainly not alone in that thinking. He did feel the obvious one if you were going to go in on... Sunday, Manchester United's fixture stiffening up. Everton, no real interest unless you wanted like Mikalenko for tackles or something. Um, and Villa with sort of Arsenal and City coming up at Villa Park in the next couple of weeks and going to Tottenham at the time didn't feel right defensively either. And because I was in a back frame and very much was respect, restricted to defensive options. And I was intent that I didn't really want to go to something on the Monday night because I knew it was going to be two transfers for me. If I went Max Kilman, he wasn't staying until the end. Whereas Porro, I'll keep now. He's, he's not going, he's rough this week, City away. But then afterwards, it's fine. That probably means now I'm not going back to Romero, right? So it's just a, a little change of plan. And I did want to go back to Romero, ideally. So I feel like I've kind of used the same transfer count. But it was more the decision on what do we do with Dunk, right? So my initial reaction was to leave it be. Because there's a two single game days, right? There's Palace on the 21st. And there's West Ham on the second. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I could just foresee problems. So he's he's suspended for two games. Red card for dissent apparently now carries two games. I didn't know this till Saturday night. But he'd also got booked in the incident as well, right? So he's now up to four yellow cards. So he can return against Burnley on Saturday the 9th of December. And that's a great game to come back to, right? Burnley at home, it's definite five points, right? is every chance that might be the clean sheet that finally is his first of the season, could be a 10-pointer. The problem is, though, you can't go back, really, because it's a Saturday. 
So it's one if you potentially have an injury in the week leading up to it, fine, go back. But he could get booked and miss the Arsenal game. Now, for those who do go back ahead of Burnley, him getting booked against Burnley and missing Arsenal is probably the best case scenario. So for those who are looking to go back on Sunday the 17th, it's Arsenal away. Now, if he's not had that fifth booking and gets it at Arsenal and then misses the Crystal Palace single game day, that is a disaster. Avoid. And also, for those who are thinking, I'll go back on the Sunday when they play Arsenal. Well, if he's been booked against Burnley, there's no point doing that either. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the more I thought about it, I thought, actually... He's got to go. This is, this is a headache. Now, let's even say that he escapes the three games with no booking, right? And then comes into the Tottenham game Thursday 28th. You probably still need him for the single game day against West Ham on January the 2nd. And that's the cutoff is match 19. So the cutoff is before overhaul. So it's the 19th game that teams have is the, the amnesty for the five yellow cards. Then it pushes up to you only get suspended once you hit 10. Now, I don't see Lewis Dunk going through games against Arsenal, their derby against Crystal Palace and Tottenham and not getting booked. So he's missing two games now. Then there's going to be a, a third game at some point in there. And it, it's sod's law. You know what it is, right? Mm. Gets booked to Arsenal and he misses Palace. So I think even... So at the moment, I've got no Brighton Palace coverage. For me, looking at Sunday the 17th, almost by default, I think the player I would have to go for is Pascal Gross if I wanted to go in. Because he's, he's literally the only Brighton player I could look at and be confident and say he plays Sunday and Thursday. Yep. And he plays the majority. Nothing else is stable from that perspective. So there's a rare case even with this to even say, well, wait. So the solution for me might be, Serge, that I go, if he gets, if Dunk gets put against Burnley, I might just go, ah, yeah, do you know what? Let's wait and see that lineup against Crystal Palace. Then he's gone the other side of the problems. He's served the suspension and we go, okay, we're going three games at the end. It's one captaincy and it might be two. And there is still gain over Manchester City, for example, of which we should consider, by the way, today is five weeks to the day to the date many of us have been thinking this City-Brentford game would happen. We have to now start thinking that it might not. Um, and we need awareness of that. I know me and Ben Krellin were having a conversation on Twitter last night. He thinks there's a strong possibility the announcement might wait till next week, the back end, and confirmation of the FA Cup dates in, on, in terms of whether the game would go in sort of Thursday the 4th. It's worth noting the final of the darts is Wednesday the 3rd. What's the relevance of that? Sky. Well, Sky ain't going to pick it up Wednesday the 3rd. It's not to say the game won't be Wednesday the 3rd, but if Sky won it, it's not going to be Wednesday the 3rd. And, and that, is, that is a case why there might be a waiting for always Thursday the 4th, even a possibility. Obviously, in that scenario, they would move the overhaul back to the end of the City-Brentford game rather than it being the start and having a small window. So it would fall at the start. If it's the following midweek, then I presume that we would come back and start with City against Brentford would be what I'd imagine from overhaul. Any case, there should be an awareness of that at the moment. And that's should it be a consciousness for those who are looking to invest in City? Because there's a case to say you can do so this Sunday. And next Wednesday, the Sunday afterwards, there are entry points. But you probably want the extra game. And there's a case to say, even if you, say for me, after they play Palace Saturday the 16th, if they're not going to have the extra game against Brentford, then I'll probably Cole Alvarez there 
and just go, right, I'll have Haaland for the two captaincies at the end. And if something was to happen to Haaland, I'm actually going with alternatives. Okay. Rather than another Manchester Man City, City player. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That would probably be the way I'd deal with it. Uh, for myself this week, it's 59 points, Suj. Uh, nothing overly to write. Just a Porro transfer. So, yeah, I went Porro for Dunk. Uh, seven for Saliba, four for Pope. Porro obviously did get an assist, four points. Five for Salah. I did captain Watkins Sunday for the 12. That's the difference between us. Um, and a captain Haaland. Uh, I say obviously. It wasn't completely obviously for the 18 points on a Saturday. So, I mean, I've, I've got the captaincy, right? which is always a nice reflection on the weekend. It, I've, it, I felt from just general vibes of a fancy weekend, it was going to be a really, really tough one this weekend, Gone. Uh, this coming uh, week, let's talk about captaincy, including midweek next week, and then we can look at the tier points and stuff from the games yeah, that we've had. we will as well. Just as a note, while I remember, the Skypod next week will be on Thursday rather than Wednesday. Uh, I'm going William Saliba on Saturday, James. That's the plan, yeah. Arsenal what's, at home what's, to Wolves. What's the contingency? For me, yeah, I you... don't have any Brentford players. I don't have any Burnley players. I don't have any Everton players. I don't have any Luton players. I don't have any Man United players. I don't have any Newcastle, Forest, Sheffield United or Wolves players. The only player I have is Saliba. There uh, is no contingency, is the answer to your question. Okay, so if he was to get injured tonight, what are you doing? Um, good question, not sure. Yeah, it will need thinking through that, because it's not just Saturday, it's next Tuesday as well, right? Mm. So you didn't go for Fulham Wolves, did you skip it? Yeah, I skipped it. So one of the, one of the things I, I, that kept nagging about me and why I would have preferred Kilman was actually to give me that secondary Back option up. for the Tuesday the 5th when Wolves play Burnley. If Saliba was to get injured, then I might maybe look at a couple of moves that maybe mean throwing Saka in. Yeah, that would be my other option. And it'd probably have to be for Bowen. I could maybe so if, Bo- if Bowen was ruled, I've got two million in the bank now. If Bowen was ruled out, I may even make that move anyway. Just go Saka for the couple. The problem is if I buy him, I'd be very tempted to captain him. And I'd be honest... Personally, I think with the way they're defending and the way they're attacking at the moment, I think Saliba's... How? I can, I can easily see that being 40 points for Saliba Bad across the two games. That uh, I own Gabriel Martinelli and completely forgot that I even own the bastard. Um, That's how bad he's been. Yeah. Sorry, James, I've got a backup plan. Gabriel Martinelli. <laughs> well. He's got me no points since I've owned him. That is a backup plan, but we should be aware that Arsenal play tonight, play Saturday, play Tuesday. And someone like Martinelli is not necessarily going to play all three games. But as it stands, he's my backup. Fine. Uh, I have one backup on Saturday, which is Nick Pope. So that's fine. It's not ideal Manchester United at home, but that's the backup for me Saturday. So if I saw the Arsenal team and Saliba wasn't in it, i.e. sitting on the bench, I would just captain Pope. And would go, right, well, Saliba plays Tuesday at Luton. This isn't actually too much of a problem. And just run with it from there. Another idea, potentially, if, if Bowen was ruled out, then obviously something like Mbumo. Just go in, bang, captain. The problem with Bumo is you're probably only going in for the three games, I think. And you're coming off from Sheffield United. But that's also it's the start of Chelsea's run. So you could chain it. So if, say, Bowen was ruled out, you take Bumo, possible captaincy against Luton, Brighton away. 
You could arguably put him in the conversation for Sheffield United away as as well, but you see the Liverpool team away to Crystal Palace, so Mo Salah's in it. And then you probably move it on to the Chelsea on the Sunday. That's because the following week, they don't play Villa till the Sunday. And then obviously the City game's missing. And then there's a gap before they play Wolves. So it, it probably is get rid of Sheffield United. You'll have a couple of teams that will play four times and you miss one Brentford. And again, if they don't have the extra fixture against City, it's probably a move off. So if you went to gamble on something like that, Bumo, which is perfectly reasonable, particularly if you're going in for captaincy, then I think it's it's probably a, a short-term move from that perspective. Sunday, you are saying that Salah, according to your spreadsheet for the patrons, the Sky and Fixture Planning spreadsheet, you've got Salah ahead of Haaland. Yeah, I'm going to update that now. Okay, you're going Haaland? Oh, definitely going Haaland, captaincy I Sunday, am going yeah. Haaland as well. I yeah, wanted to no go doubt. Haaland. I wanted to know why you were thinking Fulham. Like, Fulham aren't the worst defensively. Uh, and you just don't have a defence, so I'd rather go with the team that don't I'll, have a defence. I'll, I'll sell it like this, in my opinion, for captaincy on Sunday. Mo Salah could do great against Fulham, right? That's that's obvious. It's the sort of one you'd go, yep, yep, ha- happy with that, no problems at all. Paulini is back, but it's Mo at Anfield, right? But there's a scenario there where Fulham defend well and he doesn't see a lot of it. That's the scenario. It is impossible, impossible, that Erling Haaland does not have chances against that Tottenham. Impossible. And they'll let him have chances. I, I don't think it's inconceivable that he goes mental on Sunday. Nice. I.e., he gets four or five. FPL triple captain, get your chips out. No, I'm not saying that. Tuesday, Arsenal. Has to be, isn't it? Yeah, Saliba. I'll be honest, if Saliba was to say get injured on a Saturday... As much as it would pain, I'd probably skip it, which doesn't feel right, skipping Arsenal against Luton. So, again, maybe I could make a case that if I'm going in and capturing an Arsenal player, it's effective three for one, maybe take the Villa game at the weekend then move it on to something else on the Sunday. But I'm not desperate to have an Arsenal alternative to Saliba. But that said, I will want it if Saliba's a bad injury because of those fixtures at the end, the West Ham home game, the Fulham away game at the end. So maybe the sensible play would be, okay, James, just go Gabriel. That might be what I'd do. Saliba, I think now I've gone Porro, I'm probably going to hold through that difficult Villa, Brighton, Liverpool period because I can see it being useful for me at the end. That also means that I might just be running through with just Cole Palmer as Chelsea coverage, which I'm not overly in love with. But yeah, your, your best captaincy for Tuesday, of course, will be... Arsenal players at Luton. Those have got Huang. And his ownership's gone up to about 35% in the top 1,000. And it seems to be where the majority have gone. Um, Might look at Burnley at home and think that's that's a great alternative. And and it's perfectly reasonable. Wednesday, Liverpool Sheffield United. Mo Salah's at 94% owned in the top 1,000. You're going to be going with Mo away at Sheffield United. This one would be a Mo over Haaland. Yeah, Haaland at Villa. That said, it's the same thing, right? You get the time and the runs right against Villa. He'll get in. But Mo against Sheffield United, if he's in the starting team, then I think, yeah, Mo. And Thursday, for me at the moment, will will almost definitely, I think, be sunny against your team, Serge. Thursday, for me, is nobody because I don't own anybody. But I may hold off. You'll go. My, you'll, you'll buy a Tottenham player, don't I, Of course, yeah. I may hold off moving on Colwell for Romero that might be the move that I just save and I I'm think, 
I think Colwell probably plays against Brighton. Obviously, they've got Cucurella and James suspended, but you ain't getting passing tears out of that. No chance. No. Even if he plays centre-back. No. But that might be my move off. All cash. Like, either any of these guys, I'm kind of thinking, just hold them and then move them on to Romero. Rather than trying to force a daisy chain for a couple of fixtures, right, I might miss a game or two out of cash or Colwell in between, but I don't want to waste the transfer on it necessarily. So, particularly cash. Like, I'm not expecting anything in the... Uh, in the game against Man City, maybe something against Bournemouth. The thing is as well, unless you've got a player injured uh, and you need to make the move earlier, then you're going to buy Tottenham next Thursday rather than this Sunday, right? It's fairly obvious at this stage. With City away this weekend. Wait for the West Ham game, right? Unless you've got a player that's injured. You know, if Bowen's ruled out, I don't know, you might want to... You'll obviously see the West Ham team on Sunday, so does that change the thinking? Could you go Bowen to Sun, for example? I could, or I could just captain Bowen. No, but I'm saying Bowen's out. If he's out. If he's out, yeah. If he's not out, I could just captain Saying if, if Bowen's out and you're thinking I'm going to move that, then that's the perfect case where you say, right, well, I'll, I will buy Hyun Ming Sun Yeah, potentially. Today. We've got uh, two fixtures before that. We've got, obviously, the European game tomorrow night as well. So we shall see. Um, my take on that would be, for next Thursday, the best captaincy is probably Romero. Is an absolute certainty for the passing. Yep. Now, it comes with a caveat at the moment, and that's obviously his first game back from suspension. It comes with a caveat at the moment that Tottenham are obviously <laughs> going to give up chances, but his return will help. And if West Ham go into the game with no Bowen, hypothetically, which we, we don't think is the case, and no Antonio, then that certainly improves things from a defensive potential for Tottenham. But you should also know that even Romero's return isn't going to stop West Ham being a monumental threat at set pieces in that game. They'll look like giants compared to what we line up with next Thursday. So we could play great. You could have two set pieces and score twice. Like you need to be aware of that. Not feasible, indeed. Uh, Cool. What about the games that just happened at the weekend, James? Is there anything that cropped up tier points-wise that we need to be aware of or think about in terms of ownership and stuff as well? Yeah, a few interesting things. Um, So City-Liverpool is obviously 1-1. Alisson, we've saved here. Now, we haven't got the prognosis yet on Alisson, but there obviously will be a number like you, Serge, who own. Um, I would suggest it probably is going to be a sell, whatever the prognosis is here, because we do think it's highly likely he's going to miss a couple of weeks. There have been some reports suggesting New Year. Now, if it's New Year, there's, there's nothing to keep for, right? Absolutely nothing. He's got to go. Keller's 6.1. So you could do that. Just go, right, well, go with a player from the same team. Cheapest goalkeeper. The fixtures aren't terrible. It also gives you a, a potential backup captaincy for a couple of days. Think of that Liverpool-Newcastle single game day, for example. Um, but obviously, Alisson not being in goal obviously makes them defensively weaker, right? That that goes without saying. Uh, I think Sanchez is where a lot will, we've got Alisson will just go. It's a bit early, but that's probably the one now that people want, I think. So I think Sanchez might be... And that's, we talked about Keller maybe giving you a capsi cover. Sanchez definitely will, right? Mm-hmm. On a few days. Uh, Ruben Diaz, Akanji and Rodri all hit tier two past. It was 97 for the record for Rodri. Uh, Carl Walker and Nathan Aki, uh, Josh Short. City didn't defend well last night against Leipzig. R- uh, Ruben Diaz was hooked at half-time, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play against Tottenham on Sunday for pace issues. It wouldn't surprise me if it's Walker, Aki, Akanji, plus 
one more. Could even beat it. It's Rico Lewis, actually, even. Um, shots here for Phil Foden and Haaland. Um, Phil Foden, we think, was intended to play in a central role because there was this rumour that Alvarez wasn't going to play. And he did play it last night. That is a rogue, wild differential to consider for this final month before overhaul. And I don't hate it if anyone wants to punt it. Uh, Burnley against West Ham. Uh, Jordan Bayersage, 75 passes, tier two. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, Nair Fagued hit tier one passing. Suj, there were tackles for Soufal, Pakatar, and Mohamed Kudos with tier two for tackles to go with uh, one assist only as given in this format of the game. Any consideration for Kudos Sunday? Suj, particularly say Bowen's out. Is that a solution, maybe? No. But I, uh, I'm too biased, James. I think you need to answer that question. I have too much uh, negative emotion towards that particular game against Burnley to think anybody deserves selection in any form of fantasy. But look, 8.1, there's good, better value out there. Like, I'd rather buy Declan Rice at 8.1 than Kudus at 8.1, for example. Is Rice 8.1? It might be 8.2. Uh, it sounds about right. About right. Uh, I did look at Thomas Suchek's price as well, so 7.8. That feels too expensive, yeah. actually, for this. Uh, from the Luton Crystal Palace game at seven saves for Kaminsky in goal. And do you know what? When that Burnley-Luton single game day comes around after yeah. overhaul, that might not be the, the worst way to go, is go Kaminsky in goal for a little bit. His, his last six games, James, four, four, two, five, four, four. Yeah. He's getting a shot to every game. Like, if Rodri, we call it Rodri, missed the five points, this is missed the four points here. Uh, and he's 6.3 million, which is really cheap. Yeah, that could be the play, you know. I think once it comes around after overhaul with that Burnley Luton game, maybe because he is making making saves. <laughs> I discussed this on our pod on Monday. I think he's a good goalkeeper as well. Like he is going to make saves. Uh, for Palace, you should be aware Cheikh Decore's injury is really, really bad news. It's bad news for all defensive Palace assets. That's not a panic about it. But if anybody had gone Anderson and was thinking, I want to keep it, I would certainly be looking at going back to Romero next Thursday as a solution to that. I think Sam Johnson can move to uh, Sanchez at some point as well, probably after the Palace-Liverpool game, I would think, if you haven't already moved, which I think some will have done, obviously, on Monday night as well. He'll be a big miss. Uh, Jefferson Lerma hit tier one passing. Mark Gay hit tier one passing. And, of course, Ebe Eze, who shots, is also going to be out for a little bit of a period. But we think the core season could be over. Five tackles for Michael Elise, but I think the moment to invest in Crystal Palace has gone. Uh, Newcastle against Chelsea. Tier 1 passing for Kieran Trippier. 69 passes. He did have their most passes at PSG last night as well. Uh, not that it was anywhere near that number. Bruno Gimrez also Tier 1. Joel Linton with a tackle tier. Anthony Gordon is ticking over quite nicely at the moment and might offer a solution to a few people who have injuries. What price is he? 7-8. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's only one choice there, isn't there? Mm. I think, really. Gordon. Yes, agreed. Uh, Enzo Fernandez hit passing for Chelsea. Very surprised that Moises Casado didn't play. Obviously, I said Rhys James and Mark Cucurello be suspended for Brighton's game against Sunday. I did speak on the pod Monday saying that actually I didn't think it was necessarily the worst thing and they just go quite narrow against Brighton. Raheem Sterling hit shots here. Raheem obviously has the explosiveness, right? When you look at his, his total points this year, you think, hey, he's done quite well. He's got those two big hauls against Burnley and Luton. But there are games coming up that are like that. So there's an explosive nature to Sterling. Obviously scored a cracking free kick at the weekend as well. 
at Nottingham Forest. Uh, Musonir Carty passing tier against Brighton. I presume that's heavily influenced by the red card. Murillo hit tackles here. Uh, for Brighton, in terms of passing, Lewis Dunk 94 passes before the yellow and red card. Uh, Jan Paul Van Heck, tier 2, 77. Pascal Gross into tier 1, 62. And that probably would have been tier 2 without the red card, I would suggest. Because again, as what happened against Sheffield United, there was a massive swing in possession after the red card in the game. So, Gross effectively there, tier two, with with two assists as well. Yep. And I think, for those who are now off and were looking to go back to dunk, etc., I just think that's the tick-over solution that a lot will end up going with. So, I think for me, it's probably going to be Alvarez. I think that works out. If I, if I cut Alvarez, particularly if that Brentford game's not going to happen, yeah, cut Alvarez and go to Gross Sunday the 17th is probably going to be the suitable solution for me, I should imagine. Yeah, I don't know if he's Mr. Tickover, mind. But he's a bit better than that, in fairness, yeah. Well, he's got like one, two, three, four times this season he scored double digits, 14, 13, 10, 10. But in between that, there's a lot of twos and twos and zeros yeah. and, and that as well. You could get so that. It's feast and famine. Yeah, you could get him, captain him twice and across the four games, including the captaincy. You literally definitely could end up under 20 points. You could easily end up with 50. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a big swing for him. But uh, I like Pascal Gross, so... He yeah. doesn't offer... With Dunk, you know exactly what you're getting. You, you're getting no clean sheet and you're getting tier two passing. You know what it is. With Gross, yeah, there could be wild swings. You don't even know what position he's going to play. No, that's true. Don't even know. So he could end up covering at fullback with some of the injury issues they've got. He can end up playing as a 10. The, the best with him is if he, if he plays one of six roles then he almost definitely hits your passing tier. Then you're hoping for the bits to go with it. He is, of course, capable with the odd tackle tier as well. Even the odd shots here. He takes a few of the set pieces. He is an all-rounder. And I think because of the dunk doubts, those who've got nothing on that fixture at the moment should consider gross. It's worth saying, I said about being in Palace, he probably is actually hold on for your Anderson. I think maybe if you've gone there for the captaincy for that and then not bother with Brighton, but then you need to pair that with probably having Jared Bowen for the West Ham Brighton game at the end to cover that one. Uh, Sheffield United, Bournemouth, not a huge amount worth covering. There were eight saves and one big cock up for League One. Where's Fodringham? Marcus Tavernier, five shots on target, three shots on target for Justin Cliver as well. Nothing, unfortunately, for Dominic Solanke in the game, who a few might be on. I did have a little glance at Bournemouth's pricing in the midfield area in terms of enablers because it's a good run of fixtures. They've started playing well. They've had the most shots across the last two games, uh, two match weeks, sorry. Uh, Semenyo's the cheap one, 6.6. Now, I don't know how you'd make the case to pick him over, say, Palmer. And there's every chance he'd come out the team. So can't really make a case to go there. There's enough other alternatives. Like if people gambled Bellegarde on Monday night, like I really don't mind that. I, I almost prefer that than going into a Bournemouth player. Uh, from the Brentford Arsenal game, no passing tiers for Arsenal centre-backs. In fact, they were way off. 37 for Gabriel and 39 for William Saliba. Wow, that's very low. That's because a lot of the passing networks happened further up the field. And you know what it's like with Brentford. Ball's not in play as much as we'd expect no. and stuff. So Zinchenko obviously moving into that area. 70 completed. Declan Rice, 65. You only have a tier for Arsenal in the game. Gabriel Jesus with a shot tier. Christian Norgard with a tackle tier. 
for Tottenham. Ben Davis, 96 passes. Emerson Royal, 94. Giovanni Lo Celso, 70. And four tackles, one. I did have a dive back in to look at Ben Davis's price because I think what we got at the, at the weekend was the information in terms of what Postacoglu would like. And I reflect on pre-season as well. Davis played a lot at left-sided centre-back. So I think he will probably partner Romero when he comes back. And what price Ben Davis is? 7.2. It's 7.8, so it's Ooh, a waste of time. Too much money. Yeah, if you're going to be in that situation and you're going to go for Romero, aren't you? So, yeah, there's no point in that. Uh, tackles here through Doggy as well. Shots here for Brennan Johnson. Nothing for the human son. Captain as Rodrigo Benson. Cool, I will speak about it more on our Patreon pod. Surge was absolutely outstanding in the first half an hour. Uh, completed 24 passes in that period. Was well on course for Tier 2. He is out for around about 12 weeks. The only tier in the game for Aston Villa was six saves for Emmy Martinez. Uh, I know... Obviously, Kamara is suspended this week. Douglas Louise is also now on four yellow cards as well. And whichever game he misses will be a big problem for Villa as well. After Bournemouth, they got them big games with City and Arsenal. Everton, Manchester United, only two players to hit here in the game. Uh, Andre Anana, six saves. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, three shots on to- target. Kobe Mino is one to keep an eye on. He's not a buy, I don't think. He's seven million. Oof. Now, he's completed 38 passes in his 72 minutes and only one tackle one. But there's a capability there. You could see it. Anybody who watched that game on Sunday would have gone, I wonder what price he is. I'll keep an eye on that. He might be a really interesting one, I think, on the other side of overhaul. I don't think it's one for now. Okay. Uh, and finally, from the Monday night game, I said there was a number of tears. Jose Sardi, only one from Wolves, though, with three saves. Rain 8 Nori went off injured with an ankle injury 20 minutes into the game. Uh, Santiago Bueno played centre-back. Craig Dawson will obviously come back in this weekend. Max Kilman was only three passes off Tier 1, so he wasn't a million miles away. Those who gambled, Huang and Cunha, you've had the returns. Cunha's jumped up to about 5% ownership in the top 1,000, and that's made him the fifth most owned forward in the top 1,000, <laughs> believe, believe it or not. That, that must be so, such heavy concentration between uh, Alvarez, Holland, and Watkins. And then maybe Nunes, I would say, is the fourth. Yeah, so uh, Holland and Watkins are in over 89% of teams. Alvarez. Alvarez and Nunes are basically yeah. about 15%. And then, then Cunha. And then you've got Cunha at 5.6, and then Eddie and Ketcher, 2.5% top 1,000. So, yeah, we're certainly coming towards that template period, no doubt about it. Uh, for Fulham, as said, Tim Ream, obviously in passing. Uh, so too his teammate, Calvin Bassey as well, both tier two. Timothy Castagna, tier one passing, a little bit of a surprise. Harrison Reed also hit that. There was two goals, both scored from the penalty spot, and a shot tier for William. Alex Awobi with three shots on target. So the only Fulham players that didn't return anything were Tom Kearney, who played really well, 59 passes and three tackles. <laughs> Um, Andreas Pereira had a quiet night, didn't return. Raul Jimenez didn't return. Even Anthony Robinson, who was outside the, the tiers, obviously assisted the first goal. So if you, if you went for any Fulham, as long as it wasn't Pereira or Jimenez, you got something. I'm glad I skipped it. It was the right thing for me. 
Well, let's get into the questions that we've had in on X James. But I did, Paul, ca- but I did Captain Huang in the second team at Sky Player and FPL. I've owned him for ages. Says, how were you feeling about your first ever skip? Given how the game went, how does he know I skipped Fantastic. it? How does he know I skipped Maybe it? Maybe Slack or something. Uh, I don't think Paul's Patreon unless he's kept that on a on a D-Lo. Um Thank you, Paul. Or maybe maybe I, did I tweet about it? Don't know. I don't, don't know. Go on X whatever, anymore, whatever, James. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, look, just before we get into the questions, because uh, James feels fantastic about skipping it, and and so do I. Um, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. You get loads of additional benefits, particularly if you're a Sky Manager, James produces an Excel planner, additional podcasts, Slack community, ad free podcasts. We should add in there as well, prize leagues, and a whole bunch more. And if you want to buy a sign for Christmas, that's a good present. Patreon membership is the um, one. Yeah, very happy. It is legitimately the first one I've ever skipped through choice. There's times where I've had someone captained and in the late game and they, they were injured and I didn't know about it, for example. But it's the first single game day I've ever skipped. Oh, cool. I've skipped a few. I, I had to do it. From a mental state, I had to do it because it's a problem for me. Uh, James, we've got a question in from Ian Parrin. Sujin Shah is approximately 100 points behind James. Are you? With two-thirds of the season left to play. Having used a few more transfers than such, how does James consider his relative position in the head-to-head? Ahead, level pegging, or behind? How many you got left? 35, James. Oh, yeah, you're done. 35. What are you on, 32? you, You won't catch me. What are you on, 32? 31. So four transfers. I would consider four transfers 40 points, 10 a transfer. So yeah, there's 60 points difference. I would need four or five rogue captaincies. You, you need William Saliba to get injured Saturday, me to skip it, and Martinelli to go off Tuesday. That's the sort of thing you like, need exactly to that. start catching it up. I need two up, or yeah. three. And the thing is, for every bet I take on an alternative captaincy, one will fail. So I need another one more to succeed where it fails there's, there's don't two, get me wrong there's two thirds is of the season of 100% well I've got 100 points clear of you in a third of the season so can you catch that up in two thirds of the Easy. season of course you can but it'll be difficult it's the fact that we're all now gravitating towards the same information bank and knowledge bank and stuff makes it harder but I think that period post overhaul is where there might be the most opportunity if I come out of overhaul with a slightly different team if I template it up it's not going to happen um, I'm after overhaul, yeah, but not immediately after overhaul. I don't think. Uh, Craig Kemp, uh, man on, wants to know uh, whether you'd consider Ben White or Gabriel as decent replacements for Dunk until overhaul. There's a lot of best Dunk replacement stuff <laughs> going on here, James. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, and the thing is, as well, it wasn't easy to move on at the weekend. You know, we quite often we sit and we say, "You should have done that last week." There was a limited choice, right? So if your choice was to, well, I want a second Arsenal player, then the right choice was to wait. I get that. Um, look, if you don't have an Arsenal offensive player, I, I guess Saka. Um, sorry, so not everyone's got Martinelli. Then, yeah, I don't mind it. I, I'm not thrilled about the prospect of double Arsenal defence for Villa away, Brighton at home and Liverpool away because I think there's every chance you've got no clean sheets and no tears in there. And then to have double, that feels... We mentioned Gross. Obviously, he's a midfielder. name we didn't mention at Brighton that was getting a bit of love. Even uh, Paul and Fergie mentioned him on um, 3 for one Adingra. No, not Kane. Elaborate. It's cheap price. is seven, I think. I'll say yes. Not Kane. So, um, Mitoma's back, obviously, this weekend. 
uh, well, I say that. We saw him running for to go out for training last Thursday, so we assume he's going to be okay for this week. At the moment, it's a mess because of their European involvement. So they obviously play Thursday night, then it's Sunday Chelsea, then it's Wednesday, then it's Saturday, then it's Thursday Europe, then it's Sunday Arsenal, then it's the Thursday Palace. Like it's condensed. If you're looking at Simon Odinga and going, I want five starts, or more importantly, if you're looking at it because you want it for captaincy, sorry. What I would say, though, that's really interesting about them is for the free Christmas match weeks, they have the best spacing. They play Crystal Palace Thursday, they play Tottenham Thursday, and they play West Ham the following Tuesday. So over those three games from the Palace game, you might get a little bit more stability. Now, from that perspective, do I think Simona Dingra currently is in Brighton's first choice 11? Yes, Yes, I would say so, because I don't think the alternatives in the wide positions are ideal. But if we're looking at this period, if Matoma's back fit, which we think he will be, can Buenanotti cover that in, that in a wide position? Can Ansu Fati cover in a wide position? Yeah. Yeah, they can, they can do these things. Sam Guy, I have 38 transfers remaining in the top thousand with a solid team set up to overhaul, bar one or two kind of moves that he's already planned. Uh, there's not a lot that needs doing. Sit on hands till later in the season or look for gains this side of overhaul. Sit on hands. If you've got you two, got two you plan, do, you've got to get to 36 on. post-overhaul. I don't, think it's wicked. Yeah, Sit on hands, mate. Don't use transfers to set using transfers. I must stress, I'm on 31, right? I'm going to be on less than most people. Um, and I'm aware of that. So don't use transfers to set a transfer. You're really happy with your team. You've got no problems. Don't fight it for the sake of it. There are gains that can be had here, but if you don't like them, don't go for them. And I'm more in a position where I'm trying to avoid shit, right? I'm looking at Boeing going, be fit, mate, because I just want to leave you there to overhaul. My original idea was to move Saliba on next week to Thiago Silva. I might let it go or give myself a bit of space. I'm, I think I have an awareness at the moment that if I get a player injured again, like a new one, then that's possibly my go-to Chelsea point even though there's lots of entry points. I'm quite comfortable, I think, with Palmer, knowing that that should be all right for the Christmas Eve fixture against Wolves. Last question of the show, James. FPL Boyle, is there any scope for a defensive block similar to like Newcastle last season where uh, they put together a run of clean sheets? Big gains if you land on the right team. Who are you thinking, James, yeah, for a and, defensive and block? The right answer for that would be Chelsea, but... The situation got worse for Chelsea assets at the weekend with the return of Benoit Badia-Shill and him going straight in. So we could draw a conclusion from that. Can you just check his price, actually, Bad- Badia-Shill? Yeah. We could draw a conclusion from that and go, right, so he's going straight in ahead of Disasai and Colwell, and therefore he's going to be first choice with uh, Thiago Silva. And that might prove to be the case. And I know Gary Mantle, our Chelsea correspondent, said he thought that might be where it would go. But... With all those fixtures over that period of time. Badia Shill, 8.4. So, and what's Thiago you know saying? Badia Shill, how many points he scored in, uh, fa- in Sky Fantasy this season? Combined for the entire season, James. Is it minus one? Minus one. There you go, yeah. Minus one. He's played one game, hasn't he? Because so, uh, he's been injured all season. So, that's a real differential one, maybe, to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks where you'd go. Oh, okay. He started against Brighton and Manchester United. Then we probably come to the conclusion that he's first choice, and it might be right. Well, let's go to him because, as I keep saying with say Silva, I don't think Silva plays Wolves, Palace, and Luton. It's just it, they're too close together, and I think that's the case 
for all the Chelsea players, I spoke to Harry Daniels as a Chelsea fan, you know him, FPL Harry, um, on Friday night, and we were talking about Chelsea players, and I asked him, I said, tell me that three games, Wolves, Palace, Luton, tell me one Chelsea player you'd be confident, outfield player, you'd be confident plays all three games. And he's like, there's none, not a single one. He says, oh, Sanchez will play the three games as it stands at the moment. And that's why I think a lot will lean into that. Oh, Sanchez will play the games. Now, it's worth saying, with some of them fixtures like Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Palace, Luton, the argument I'd made previously, if Thiago Silva plays four of them, I'd still want him. That's what me and Luke discussed last week. If he starts four, I'd still want him because one will be a captaincy and that's effective to make it five. And he probably starts at around about 24, 25 points for those games. So I'm just going to have a little think at the moment. I think probably the advice would be for Chelsea... Try and avoid going this week. Take in the Manchester United game if you can for a bit more information and then act on the Everton game Sunday the 10th is probably the best thing to do. Yeah, I know for many, going, say, Arsenal to Chelsea on, on Wednesday the 6th will feel like the right move. Of course, you'll see the team, but I'm pretty sure it's a late kickoff as well, so you only get about 15 minutes to that team as well. So the extra game of breathing space might be worthwhile. But to go back to your question, Serge, from a blanket perspective... I think with the fixtures, yeah, they're probably the right answer. Because the teams that have got really great runs are like Forest, Burnley, West Ham's not too bad. Newcastle is one. I think maybe. If I probably had to go a blanket, I'd maybe go to Newcastle. But I, there's, no, there's no way I'd be making three, four transfers to make that happen at the moment. No way. Good, good. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fantasy uh, Planet Sky FF. Sky Fantasy Football. Well done, you got it right. Got it out in the end. Uh, we'll be back at you tomorrow. You got COTC, West Ham Palace, right? Yes, West Ham Jubbly, Palace. Jubbly. And Forest Everton's out from yesterday as well. Nice. Uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to the podcast. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Ciao for now. Thanks, everyone. Play it your way. Be nice to each other. Cue music, please, man child. Podcast Network.